Welcome to Let's Talk with Allie and Albie. Welcome to Let's Talk with Allie and Albie. Today we're going to be talking with Pastor Ken Loring, President and Founder of Relevant Group of South Florida. Ken has been in the South Florida area for almost all of his life. He was called into ministry. He's been pastoring Armor of God Ministries, and now he's been called to the youth of South Florida in a very unique way. Ken, how are you today? We're blessed. Thank you, Al Marie. Uh, it's an honor really to be on your podcast today, and thank you for taking time out to recognize people that are doing uh, volunteer works and works across the nation uh, to help uh, restore families, restore our communities, and I really commend you uh, for taking this time to make such quality broadcasting like this. So I'm appreciative on you giving me this time. Oh, you're so welcome, Ken. And, you know, we want to just uplift those that are in the trenches working in their community and those areas that most people, you know, it's not glamorous. Most people aren't called to it, and it can be uh, pretty hard. And you know, especially when you're hoping for this generation and you see some of the struggles with uh, the drug epidemic, sex trafficking epidemic that's sweeping our nation. Some things are underneath the, the rug, and it seems that God has really taken the rug off of these things and wants to bring it to the attention of the body of Christ because we're his armed forces that need to go in. Mm. So um, I know that your call is unique, and how did you really get in touch with um, what you're doing now in South Florida. Talk about Relevant Group and, and what that's about. Okay. It's it's like we were just mentioning before you press the go button here. Um, you have been, and really Al Marie could be uh, the one interviewed on a broadcast such as this, uh, because she has dedicated her life into grabbing the knowledge and pouring out into people uh, of tears of knowledge, tears of experience. Uh, and when I say tears, it's T-I-E-R-S. Um, and sometimes T-E-A-R-S as well, uh, the sacrifices she's made. Um, but this is so wonderful that she would do this. My background and the way we led into it is that, uh, of course, I was a traveling evangelist and speaking in churches, organizations, seminars, conferences constantly across our nation in some foreign countries. And then he gave us the heart of the pastor and uh, to want to be able to see the fruits on the tree of people that you planted your seeds in of knowledge and revelation and, and nurturing those people up from uh, being former drug addicts to drug dealers to gang members to uh, you know kids in juvenile uh, Department of Juvenile Justice. And so Armor of God Ministries, which is our home and our headquarters of our ministry, uh, flourished out into Relevant Group of South Florida, which is a, uh, we kind of directed the at-risk youth, but I'm finding out uh, the way that we must reach the youth is not only restore the youth, but if you don't restore the family in the process of it, then right. you've lost the youth all over again and you drop back into the vicious cycle of whatever the dysfunctions of the family are. Right, exactly. Um, I know that you tell me a unique story of how you came to actually be called back into this ministry. <laughs> uh, you want to elaborate on a little bit about that story, how you walked into the courtroom, saw the judge, just how God just plopped you right back into something that you had, you know, your pulse on some years ago, and now here you are. 
Yes. Um, basically, we had a member of, uh, as I said, I pastor a church and been actually full-time ministry for about 34 years now, uh, between the traveling and the speaking in businesses and all this. But at my church, we had one individual at the time uh, that got into some trouble with the Department of Juvenile Justice, and he was facing some charges. And I told the young man, I said, it's been years uh, since I have been involved in, uh, I was a police chaplain. Some of my background briefly is uh, I was a police chaplain uh, for our county. I was a county liaison for Broward County, Florida. And uh, actually, I forgot to say that our ministry is actually located in the uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida area. So I want to extend an invitation to anybody in that area. Please come out and join with us. And we'll kind of enclose some of that information at the end of the broadcast. But um, this young man actually got in some trouble. And I said, look, it's been years since I've been involved with youth. Actually, I'm kind of getting up there. Uh, I'm closer to 60 than I am uh, 40. Okay, <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> right. I'm not old, but I'm getting older. Um, but, um, but I said, I don't know anybody down there. It's been years since I've done this. And I told God, you know what? My days of working with youth, I'm older. They're not going to listen to me anymore. And you begin to give God all these excuses of why you can't do what he's bringing you around about to do. Right. And uh, one man said, your arms are too short to box with God. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of fighting against this whole thing again. I said, Lord, I got other plans. I got this I'm going to do. I got over here. We're going back on television. We've been invited here, Lord. And uh, of course, I get this invitation by this young man, almost in tears, to help him through this tough time of his life when he found these charges. So uh, we went down and uh, try to shorten this up to brief as possible. Uh, we went down to the court and, um, you know, the whole time God's speaking to me, he said, I'm going to put you back working for the youth. And then you try to t act like you have more information than God. And you try right. to inform God, mm -hmm. Lord, I'm too old for this. Lord, I'm this. Lord, I'm that. I'm doing this over here, but I'm doing your work, Lord. Mm -hmm. And he said, are you really if my your footsteps are ordained to do what I'm calling you to do? Mm -hmm. So we walk in there, and um, I didn't know anybody because it's been years since I've been even to, even near the system, and didn't know the judge, didn't know anybody in the courtroom, didn't know uh, any of these things, but somehow or another, the judge all, just seemed to lock eyes with me. Uh, I began to watch his countenance, uh, and uh, just something of the Spirit of God just was in that place. He uh, believes the judge that believes the Lord. And uh, so I just, you know, they didn't know I was going to be there. They didn't know nothing about me or who I was. And I went forward when they called his case up, spoke with the defense attorney. And I said, this is what I'm here for. And he, they introduced. And all of a sudden, the judge began to say, you're a man of God. Hmm. And, and, you know, and didn't know me from anywhere and didn't know I was a man of God. But something in his heart was told that I was a, I was a minister. Right. And uh, before I even got to speak and tell the judge. So we sat and talked and actually I, we had a prayer and, um, you know, and they dismissed the child that was with me. And on my way out, I thought, okay, God, I'm clean. I got out of here. Clear. We're Scott leaving. Free, right. And then all of a sudden they said, Pastor. I have about four or five young people that needs mentoring in their lives. Mm. And that's what uh, Relevant Group of South Florida is all about. We're about the extension of Armor of God Ministries. We're about 
mentoring. We're about life skills. We're about job skills, teaching young people how we, we say that we have a saying that we put on our Facebook page that God allows youth turns, right. Y-O-U-T-H, mm-hmm. and just as you turns. And uh, we, that's what we're about, turning these young people's lives around to find the full potential in them that their destiny is about and giving them uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, that God has plans for you. Yeah. And when you start talking to them about, they're hearing everything else. You'll never be nothing. You're going to fail. You'll never amount to anything. They're hearing it from parents, school teachers, peers, uh, bullying now, as we know, across the land, yeah. all these other things. So they have nobody. They don't have, and I said this, the kids here we're talking about, uh, some of them street thugs, right? And uh, heavy into a seri- long series of crimes in their life, even at a young age. And I said, I want to speak to the king that's inside of you. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, eyes lit up. Mm-hmm. And I said, there's a king of kings that lives inside of you. So that must say there's a king inside of you. And nobody has ever taken the time to speak to the king that's inside right. of you. Right. And they never That's heard good. anything like that. Mm-hmm. They never, and man, all of a sudden I saw their countenance lock in with mine. And that says, okay, God, you got me on the right path here. Right. And I began to speak to the king inside of them. And I put it as my mentor uh, put it to me one day. He said, you have to find the area that children flourish in. Mm-hmm. Now, see, sometimes we don't. Sometimes the school system is not the right area for them to flourish in. Right. Some kids will not. I didn't excel in algebra, and some of the kids I know definitely are not excelling in algebra. And sometimes school isn't preparing them for what they're dealing with at home. Absolutely. Absolutely. My know? mentor gave me this scenario. He said, "You take a fish and throw it on the ground, and he looks stupid. Mm-hmm. He's gasping for air. His gills are going in and out. Uh, you know, if he lays there too long, he'll die." But you take that same fish and you throw it in his environment that he'll excel in, drop him in the water, and he's like magic. Takes he's off. like a miracle. Yeah. And, he's, and I find that's what a lot of these youth, these youth have not just been given the opportunity mm-hmm. to be placed in the right environment where somebody will speak into their life saying, flourish. you can make it, mm-hmm. and here's the gears, and here's the gear that you need to do it with. Right. Here's the environment you need to do it and in. And here's your tools, here's your gifting, you know. Right. What, what are your interests in starting to help them to shape into who they were destined to be. Right. Some um, of them want to be auto mechanics. Mm-hmm. So we have youth automotive tech that right. we take them there. We mm-hmm. have mechanics that we also, as we do, we match business owners in the area That's with good. the passion that these kids want to do. Right. And they walk in there and they flourish. And you're changing lives one at a time. You know, there you can have youth meetings and you can have youth conferences, but one-on-one interaction, that one-on-one mentorship, a small group environment where they can have a voice, where they have a name, where mm-hmm. they have accountability with with somebody, you or somebody in that group, um, where if they're not seen for a couple days or weeks, it's noticed. Mm-hmm. And so them being noticed um, will keep them coming back, will keep them accountable Absolutely. on the right path. And loving on them. Right, exactly. Them, like you're saying. You know, um, we're going to switch gears a little bit because I know recently in South Florida, especially um, – for Lauderdale was in the news. You know, mm-hmm. we know about what happened um, at Stillman Douglas High School. Mm-hmm. All right. And we know what's going on. And it, it was, you know, for me, I grew up in South Florida. So I, I'm in North Carolina and I hear this on the news. And I'm at work 
and it hits other people like, oh no, what another tragedy. And for me, I had friends that, you know, I went to Coral Springs High School for a, a small stint and they went to Stoneman Douglas High School. Mm-hmm. And so that hit home for me. That wasn't just another tragedy. This was something that's happening in my community. And, um, and you were thrown into the mix. All of a sudden now, you know, your voice for these youth started to make a presence. It was more relevant than ever. <laughs> coming back to relevant group, uh, more relevant than ever. And what's taken place since that hor- horrific day? Well, this is a evil, wicked strategy straight from Satan. When we start seeing these, and I'm going to make this brief as possible, but I want it to impact without without sparing words uh, for the sake of time, but I want it to impact the real strategic satanic plan mm-hmm. that the wicked one put together to try to take out our youth. Mm-hmm. And we know it just didn't start uh, all of a sudden at this incident at Stoneman Douglas. Stoneman Douglas is about 10 minutes from my home. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, it, as Al Marie said, it threw us right in the mix. But what took place is basically what we need to f- define here is the behind the lines of what this wickedness of principalities and powers of darkness occurred uh, from this point. Mm-hmm. And now we see, we, I have to give you a quick overview uh, without uh, taking up all the time, but a quick overview of this now. We have to look at online. We have to look at, are we governing? And this is why I'm not only working with the youth, I'm working with the families. Because right. here we got, and I got to uncover some things here okay. and really expose some things. And if you'll give me this time, I believe I'm going to help a parent out here greatly. Uh, I believe I'm going to help a young person greatly. Uh, we have we are in the time right now where I my background has been foster care. I've raised foster children. I've raised relative care. I've ran foster care shelters. Uh, I've my some of my certifications is in defiancy behavior of adolescents, and so I have quite an extensive background in many areas of this. And so to define that to the point of Stoneman Douglas, uh, Stoneman Douglas, we can date back if you'll notice. Now we had just had an incident day before yesterday of a related incident where a youth was studied Columbine and then he studied Stoneman Douglas and now he went back to Columbine and he was planning to do a shooting at Columbine again Mm -hmm. after the Stoneman Douglas incident that he's been studying both sides on. So we have to, as parents, guardians, relative caregivers, grandmas, uh, pulling off the carpet of this thing, I like the scenario you used in Mm -hmm. that, the, the parallel is we got to pull the carpet off this. We have a generation today that has started year, two generations ago mm-hmm. where we have abandoned our children. We have abandoned our sons. We have abandoned our daughters. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with parents that have walked out, and I'm dealing with guardians and foster care uh, parents that are now raising somebody else's children. Right. And we also have grandmas. We have grandmas yeah. don't don't know the internet. Right. They don't know the dark web. Right. They don't know. Uh, we have, uh, and hopefully I'm waking a parent or someone up here. We have drug dealers out there. We have ma and pa food stores, convenience stores, mm-hmm. putting uh, flaca mm-hmm. on their shelves, which is a drug. In case you don't know, yeah, masquerading and masquerading as it, mom and pop shops, and as ma- <laughs> and they're calling these. Uh, they're making them up as gummy bears, mm-hmm. and it's drugs. Mm-hmm. And, and if people don't know uh, flaca is a mixture of these salts and um, and different 
things that are turned into this drug that is a mind-eating drug. It it mm. alters your All mind you and your state. Take it one time. One time, and it's very deadly. And it's on the streets of South Florida in in a high high volume, um, and it, it completely changes and alters and can eat away at the brain cells. Literally, they become zombies. Um, their outer body experience cannibalism. Um, you know, retching, yeah. foaming at the violence. mouth, just violence. Heart. And they don't uh, feel a exploding. thing, you know, and, you know. and to the point of their adrenaline rushing and then they die. So these are the things that Ken is dealing with out here. And, you know, there's businesses, there are mom and pop, but really they're run by the drug lords of, the, of, this, um, of this community from Miami all the way up to Broward to West Palm Beach, mm-hmm. all of South Port Florida. Um, and now these gummy bears are on the shelves and, and kids can buy them. And, you know, they, they know that the kids are looking for it and they're making it accessible. And parents aren't even aware of the things that are available right. to the kids. Yep. And, you know, the Internet has a lot of access to a lot of information. But when we give so much information... People can just pull up shootings and they can watch real life things happen and it it desensitizes Mm -hmm. and glorifies. And then they want to mimic those things because when their life doesn't have the Lord, what else is there but darkness? Yeah, we have a drug out now called fentanyl, Mm -hmm. F-E-N-T-A-N-Y-L. We need to be researching these things, parents. Mm -hmm. And I know we get into a denial. No, not my child. Mm-hmm. Um, that would, my child would never do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? You should. I tell parents, you know what? Uh, your daughter that might be involved in sexual trafficking, mm-hmm. uh, she might just be getting into it. Now, all of them are not just kidnappings that take place at the house where they right. come and snatch your kid out of the driveway. Right. Um, they build up to this. They greet your kid at the local uh, hangout where the youth are. Uh, we had one who had the uh, audacity to even come to juvenile court and try to recruit kids out mm. in the hallway of the courtroom. Horrible. Um, so these people are brazen. Mm-hmm. They, they have no conscience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have all these other situations going on. So, But to get back to it now, uh, I told one parent uh, they were having trouble. All of a sudden the kid was uh, past curfew. The kid was not coming home. Things were happening. I said, check your properties. See if you have a cell phone that they don't know about. They went digging around the yard. They found a cell phone that some 35-year-old man bought their 15-year-old daughter. Mm. Uh, you know, and these type of things. So parents, you need to check backpacks from school. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the kid will say, well, you're invading my privacy. Well, you know what? They can buy their own house and they can have their privacy there. But long as they're in your guard, long as it's under your watch, uh, is it easy? Absolutely not. Not with mom, dad, working, grandma. But we have to take the responsibility to do this because this Satan is going out seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. Now we see the strategy that happened at Stoneman Douglas. Uh, now it, we see it piggybacking or hitching to things like Columbine. Mm-hmm. And so therefore the uh, person that was planning this How did the police find them? They planned it. They discovered the uh, threat. And the person that was going to supposedly execute the threat killed themselves. We have had suicides right here in South Florida. Teen suicides connected to the Stoneman Douglas incident. Because Mm. one teenager maybe knows a teenager 
that uh, was involved and killed in the Stoneman Douglas, and they don't want to live without their friend. Right. Now we have games. This is why I say you got to check the internet, parents uh, and guardians, because they have games on there brainwashing your child to commit suicide. Yeah. Uh, challenges on the internet. Yeah. And the final challenge after they brainwash your child is to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So we have to, it's a different time when we have to realize, and I hate to use this term, mm-hmm. but they're using it at the courthouse. We have a new normal. Right. And I don't like that term because I you know we plan on changing it right. back to a god normal right and uh you know in these things and we are winning the children we are turning lives around mm-hmm. uh so there is hope i want to give you hope but we have to do this where did it come from remember we're, we're celebrating easter weekend and if you remember when jesus was two years old and under herod put out the mark to execute jesus for in and they wound up taking out any children two years old and under look at how we there's is an evil strategy and a wickedness in high places putting together strategies to murder and take out our children mm-hmm. look at new york uh looking at a law they passed to uh allegedly to pass to uh be able to have an abortion at nine months yeah and so you see this evil strategic plan that there is to take out uh these generations of young people mm-hmm. and, and let me just drop this in why do we why is this happening to our young people i kind of got the feeling uh, call it spiritual or whatever, there might be a Martin Luther King among our generation rising up yeah. to change this nation like never before. Right. There might be a prophet rising up right. uh, out of the young people that are going to bring a change to our world like has never been seen before, a last day revival, if you will. Yep. So Satan knows, sometimes Satan is smarter than what the church is. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say that mm-hmm. way. Uh, but we have to understand and we have to be a wise that uh, the Bible says uh, without a vision the people perish and, and he also says because of the lack of knowledge my church dies mm-hmm. so we have to become as smart if not smarter it says be wise as a serpent but harmless as a dove but be smart in what we're doing we have to become wise in what we're doing we have to look under our kids bed we have to uh, look in their backpacks mm-hmm. we have to check our yard we have to know the friends mm-hmm. we have to have some type of communication and this is what we teach we not only teach the young person uh, but at relevant group we teach the adult yeah, how to equipping. parent you're equipping, equipping the, the parents, parents. Yep. and these things how to mend that relationship mm-hmm. back together mm-hmm. and it talks about the sons returning to the fathers the daughters returning turn into the mothers Mm -hmm. and this is what we're about reconciling the family in fact one part of our uh post that we put up with relevant group is we're building families that cannot be destroyed amen and um you know as we're looking at this this you know this this podcast isn't to scare people i want to just talk to people that are in the trenches dealing with the the real day-to-day the real facts, you see the real numbers, you know the real demographics, you look these children in the eye day to day, you hear their, what they're dealing with, you see the darkness that's around them, you, you hear about the abandon, abandonment, you know, fathers leaving or mothers leaving or the death of a parent and how that mm-hmm. changes the trajectory of a child's life. And so as we look at these things and these issues and what you're dealing with in South Florida and what you're doing is now looking at the wreckage that can be left behind but then building it back up. Absolutely. That's the good part. And the, you know, the Lord does talk about that where there are cities and there's rubble and that he puts watchmen in each city, which I believe you're a watchman and that you are set there to build, rebuild the city, taking the rubble, those crushed lives and building them back up. 
and making them a successful part of our society where they can have not just a story of tragedy, but a story of triumph. Yes. So just want to thank you for what you're doing. Thank and you. as, uh, as we wrap up, I know that recently um, you've been now looking at helping with uh, sex trafficking in South Florida. And I know that's a heavy subject, mm-hmm. a heavy topic to even bring up. Um, it's hard to, to talk about, you know, knowing that you've been a parent, a foster parent, an uncle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing and now that your eyes are open to seeing it and you're in the, the, the courthouses and literally you're on the streets going out, mm-hmm. um, finding these young people, their names are given to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking for their locations. And as you and your group um, with social work and with the courts find them, helping to place them in a safe place, um, what's the real need? You know, Let's talk about this need and then how people can pray and then how we can get in motion to help, if possible, um, and how they can even be mobilized in their own city. Because I know that this podcast may reach people in every state of the United States. So What's the need that you see, the highest need? Well, the biggest need we, re- we have right now in our nation is that, uh, again, it's a new normal. We have never dealt with the increase of numbers when it comes to these children. And I'm talking small children, uh, nine years old, five years old, younger for this child sexual trafficking. And when we do find them, you know, we have... Uh, let me give you a quick information in just a few seconds, a broad spectrum of information of what we deal with in the systems of the court and different places. And as we know, these, a lot of these systems are broken and they don't work in many aspects. Uh, but our biggest need to get to is long-term sheltering. Uh, long-term safe houses right Uh, we have uh, if you baker act a child the longer the longest you can baker act a child is three days maybe to five days Mm -hmm. Uh, if you put them in juvenile detention centers the longest uh, that you can one of the longest uh, that you can give a juvenile that I've seen is 21 days okay so after 21 days okay now we have a few shelters very where do they go after that Uh, we have a shelter in North Florida that might keep them seven or eight months but now you have to check, does the insurance qualify? Right. Uh, we, and most of our shelters are full. And a quick question for you. So let's say this child now um, is placed into a shelter. They're placed into um, a program. Mm-hmm. Is this a, is this a ref- reforming program? And are the parents involved in this once the child is found? Or are they coming from a place where they were abused and now they don't have parents. I know that maybe two separate instances, but yeah. what's going on there? Sometimes they get dropped because of the system and not the, we don't have the proper sheltering. After that, they're released back to the parents. And as in one case that was discovered, the father was pimping the child out. So wow. now you drop them back into the cycle you just got them from for eight months. Right. So we're not helping, like the uh, definition of insanity, uh, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. We need some long-term shelters. We need some that cater to this need. We don't have any in our nation that's okay. catering to this need uh, and uh, you know, bringing solutions to the table in this manner. But we're seeking them out. We need corporate partners. We okay. need... Um, people like uh, dealership partners, car dealership partners. Mm-hmm. We need, uh, you know, these enterprises that are helping our college campuses. Uh, you know, so many good organizations out there, but none of them are de- dedicating and delegating because people 
are not informed enough mm -hmm. and it's new to them mm -hmm. we haven't had enough long-term shelters we need shelters that can house a child for two years right you know to get them mentally back get them spiritually these kids are once they come to the reality and we wake them up to the reality uh, of what they've done what they've been through or the post-trauma that they go through right it we can't solve their problems in six months in a shelter where they're grouped with the other children right. of different crimes mm -hmm. we got to get something that's going to be sheltering uh, kids that have post-trauma disorders mm -hmm. from being sexually trafficked well we covered a large spectrum of stuff here and uh, we've barely tapped into it i'm sure i'll talk to you again ken but in the meantime if somebody wants to get in touch with relevant group they want to sponsor they want to help how they how can they get in touch with you Thank you, Almarie, and I tell you, so much what you're doing right now is so needed, and, and those that are listening to this broadcast, please share it out, not for the sake of me, but for uh, her, uh, what's the title of your uh, broadcast? It's called Let's Talk. Let's Talk. Let's promote Let's Talk across this globe, because it's platforms like Almarie has been all her life getting ready for this moment to uh, send a broadcast across the globe to bring solutions to the table. Almarie's a master problem solver, <laughs> and she's meeting a great problem and solving it just by getting the information out there. So let's promote this broadcast. Let's promote every broadcast after this, and let's send it. I know I am, and going to send it across the globe. But if you'd like to get in touch with me, I'm Pastor Ken Loring. I pastor Armor of God Ministries here in uh, the Fort Lauderdale, Florida area. My cell phone is 954 593 1397. Again, our number here is 954-593-1397. You can uh, get in touch with me. Let me give you an easy uh, email address. Pastor, P-A-S-T-O-R, Ken Loring. Pastor Ken Loring. Simply my name, K-E-N-L-O-R-I-N-G at gmail.com. And uh, you can get in touch with us through email. You can get in touch with us at that number or go to my Facebook simply my name K-E-N-L-O-R-I-N-G Ken Loring and then you'll find links to Relevant Group of South Florida Relevant Church of South Florida and if you uh, have any questions if you want to sponsor uh, we, I will take this to the officials uh, that are uh, helping these youth and our teams, and we will make sure it gets delegated to the right place. Right. And can just so people know that they can also start, if they want to, and know that the need is in their community, to start a relevant group there. And you'll be able to give them the resources, give them the plan of action that you've set in place for South Florida so that their cities can also um, start mobilizing and helping the youth of their city. Mm -hmm. And if they want to do that, it is okay for them to go to ken.relevant at gmail.com. That's relevant at gmail.com to uh, get in touch with resources to start a relevant group mm -hmm. in your own city. And if you're locally in the Fort Lauderdale area, I would love it. We can start meeting face-to-face, -face and you can join up with these groups that I'm united with here in Broward County and Nafar uh, to uh, help you get involved, help train you to mentor and do some other things that will turn a child's and family's life around. And we do this in the conference center of the Comfort Suites Hotel here near Fort Lauderdale. And that address where we meet comes Sunday morning, 11 a.m., 
uh, you'll not only get a great uplifting church service, but we can begin to train you in the areas in which we're speaking on and if you would like to help. And we meet at the Comfort Suites Hotel in their conference center at 8301 West Commercial Boulevard in Tamarack, Florida. That's T-A-M-A-R-A-C, Tamarack, Florida. And the zip code there for your navigator is 33351. And we'd love to see you face-to-face. Well, Ken, thanks so much again for allowing me to get in touch with your heartbeat here in South Florida um, and the pulse that you have in this community. Thank you for all that you're doing. We know it's not glamorous. The day-to-day is is rigorous. You're out there really looking for one child at a time, but that's what it takes. And uh, the Lord will bless you and sustain you and keep you. That's our prayer. So, folks, let's pray for Pastor Ken this week. And until next time, God bless. Bye-bye.